Ready? Hey. You hear okay? Yeah, but I was surprised I could hear it all. Oh. That nope, that was me with the speaker still. <laughs> and I'm leaving all this in because welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast, episode 20-8. We are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And this is our 200th episode. And as you could tell from that intro, we're just as professional and as, I don't know, error-free error as we've ever been. Yes, and we, we do everything perfectly every time, and it's incredible that we've done it for that long. <laughs> it's true. It's a lie. But so, we're having fun the whole time. Having a good time. So yeah, last week we did a, a bonus beats episode, which was just me sort of just self-indulgent German bass. It was only like, like half an hour, not even a half an hour. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. And I just needed like a week to kind of get things together for this show, which really is, is going to be like, really? They needed an extra week to do this? But you're not my dad. That is true. <laughs> and honestly, it was mostly Rob because I've been so tired, like always tired. Yeah. That I just, I haven't even, like he's like, we got to do two others. Like, yeah, we did two other. We had all these ideas. We were talking about something we we're going to do. And then as time kept passing, I was like, I need to sleep more. <laughs> And he's like, you want to do it next week? It's like, yes. Yeah, let's, it gives us time to think longer. So tonight you should be caught up, right? No. <laughs> I am not. I uh, I have been frustrated, but also consistent mm. with trying to defatten myself. Yeah, you've been really pushing. And it, it shows. I See, I don't notice, but I'm glad other people do. Yeah, you can see it in the pictures. You see it in the pictures online, too. Well, like... So if you see pictures online of Purnell, you know, let him know. Let him know he's looking good. He's looking sexy. I, if if you're not lying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this, though, mm -hmm. and then I'll stop rambling. We can talk about 200 stuff. Okay. Is that one thing I can state for anybody who is listening to the show who might tell themselves they don't have... This is like... And remember, early edition. Yeah, um, or actually, we're going to cut out the end remember part. And put, <laughs> just put it here. Um, if you're at home and you're having that scenario where you're like, I could do better than this. I need to work. I need to do anything. Mm -hmm. But then you come up with reasons why you shouldn't or you can't or you just don't feel like it or whatever. I'm going to tell you, you just got to start and you just got to keep mm -hmm. moving. You can't rely on anybody else but yourself to do it either. No one's going to do it for you. No one's going to join you. You just have to do it. And I'll say this. when you I don't know why this happened, but when you start seeing piles of sweat pool on the floor <laughs> and you know the sweat came from you, it does something. It makes you want to put, you want to make the puddle bigger. I don't know how else to explain it. I see it and I go, I can do better than that. And the worst part is I wear glasses. So that usually means I also can't see. Yeah, I have the same issue. Oh, that. Pernell Vaughn, make the puddle bigger. Yes. On <laughs> that t shirt. I'm sure someone's going to totally take that out of context. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to turn this track down. First of all, I'm really proud of you. And I think that's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good advice for anyone listening who wants to keep going, especially because like we're not just like we're not just people who play video games. We're people who play video games and are obsessed with retro games. Yes. So we end up spending a lot of time on our butts and not moving around. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we move around. And I didn't start slim either. I was at three hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was yeah. So now where yeah, I mean, you need to say on, on I can say it. I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. I started at 300, now I'm at 260. Actually, no, 258 that's last great. I weighed. That is great. So 
this all happened this year, mm. so it wasn't even a matter of like, well, you've been doing this for like 12 yeah, years. 2019. No. So 2020 is going to be like the year, right? It's what I'm hoping. I got a lot I still need to do, mm-hmm. but I started, and that's what matters yeah, yeah, the I think most. That's good. So, all right. So, 200 episodes. Uh, we reached out to 200 glasses of tea. Dude, that's a lot of monster energy drinks. <laughs> it wasn't always monster. There was tea. There was tea. There's a lot of tea. This is just going through the closet surplus. I have to bring out the brew some tea. Bring out the brew some tea later. Um, but so we are going. We have some. Uh, yeah, we we reached out to people and we said, "What was your what were your favorite parts of the show? Like, what were the things that made you laugh? That made you want to come back? What made you cry? What made you cry? Drama. Um, a, a lot of people just came back and said that they like just hanging out with us. They think that we're just really two cool people and we just talk really well and they just like to hang out. We say and say we were two stupid dogs. I've been really upset about that. <laughs> I like two cool dudes. Uh, two two crude dudes. <laughs> we never um, use a crude thing on this show. But shit. some people did did um, actually have some specific moments of the show. So we're going to intersperse them throughout the, uh, the episode today. So the first one, I am going to start with, I think the one that made me laugh when I heard it again because I completely forgot about it. This is from Daryl. This is from episode 17-4, okay. pa- Patreon Tea and Biscuits. Oh, that was a, I would say it was a recent one, but I guess even still 17 is a while back it's too. A, it's a while back. And um, this is all about um, I, the game collections that we miss. So let's, let's give a listen real quick. <laughs> what the heck? That was Lascard Skywalk from the game Arkrise Fantasia, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda for the Nintendo Wii. And um, I don't know, man. That is like, this is, it's like music that you tell a really sad Christmas story to, you know? It's, yeah, it makes me kind of wonder what that actually plays at during the game because it sounds like a dungeon theme. I think it, but this, it sounds, this sounds like a dungeon theme to you. No, no, I mean the title of it. Oh, the title, said. yeah. Uh, but it sounds like the opening. Or like the love between two characters. But the love between a they man. They have to part ways. No, the story about a man who sold his game collection for an inferior console. I was wondering where it was going to go. And the longing he felt, as he desired more than anything, to reacquire said collection. <laughs> but the realization comes that the game collection market has priced all of his games into oblivion. <laughs> he will never have that collection again. Never again. This never is amazing. Again. But he'll always have the memories and the feelings and the thoughts that he experienced while he played those games. There was Earthman eating a hamburger from inside of a filthy trash can. A Chrono Trigger going to the Millennium Fair, fighting a giant robot with a toy sword for some reason. Why would you do that? Magic Knight Rayhearth, based on an anime that you had never actually seen. But boy, howdy, did you enjoy running around with those three girls with toy swords, being the tar out of cartoon monsters. Shining Force 3, a wonderful strategy RPG that I adored to death but returned to the store within 10 days because I was allowed to. Never got 2 and 3 as actual official releases in the United States. Why, sick? Why? I don't understand. great. Games I want back. 
the games he once backed. But the money's not there. <laughs> but we are broke. So sad. He's broke. <laughs> I just want my game. But yes, right, that's, that's the kind of story you tell to a track like that. that was I really want my bit. games back. That was a really long bit. But it was a worthy <laughs> bit because it it's so It was true. a long Except bit. Except for the Shining Force 3 part because I did get it back by trading away a copy of Albert Odyssey for it. And That's then good. I got that game back 10 years later Ooh. on an Anime Central panel. So you had a happy ending at the end of that, right? It really did. <laughs> and that was hilarious. And the best part about that when I think when we're listening to it now, yeah, yeah. one is that we get to recall it. Right, and two, yeah. not, we don't rehearse or create anything on the fly. <laughs> I mean, on, on the spot. I mean, we don't rehearse or prep it. That was no. just like random ramblage uh, well, uh, we got, of the greatest type. Well then, um, and then, and then, and then, the spirit of improv. We'll do one more before we get into some music, and then we'll, we'll have some more moments. But this is um, this is some R and B singing, <laughs> um, and this is uh, oh, I didn't write down the name. Someone asked me for some R and B singing, and they couldn't remember the episode, <coughs> and I found it. This is from episode five six, um, from Magical Night Ray Earth. Which Ashley was also in the last clip. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, that's right. I remember like seeing that. Be like, oh, that's crazy. So here we go. Um, not want this to end. This is a great, this is one of my favorite songs I think I've heard on this show. It's a jam and honestly the entire soundtrack is this good. It's composed by, let me see what I wrote down, Yayoi Wachi and Siren Okamoto. Yeah, Saru Okamoto. Terrible. But hey, we're trying and that's what's important. Yeah, no, this is cool. It sounds, it's such like a 90s like R&B jam, you know, like I'm imagining like a group of dancers in the music video. Now I got to do it. Hey girl, what you doing (laughs) up here? Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. In the labyrinth in the sky. Hey girl, what you doing here? (laughs) Hey girl, labyrinth in the sky. What you doing? Are you lost without me? Are you lost without me, baby? This is going to happen. I'm going to write it. I'm going to note to self, write song with this. You're going to kill everyone who's listening to this. They can't Oh, no, this is perfect. I mean, this is like a, it's like Janet Jackson. No, could write a song over this. Beat. No, this, this is a Paula Abdul jam. So I can't believe that that one didn't end up on my, uh, my, my year, my, our first anniversary, like top, top 10 hits because that's, that song is, I hear that now and I'm like, that's awesome. It's so, well, that's the thing. There's just, there's also tears. Um, there are so many good, just great tracks. It's easy for them to get lost in the shuffle sometimes. So, so those were both Magical Night Ray Earth? <laughs> well, that was, but in the last thing, when I was rambling that bit, mm-hmm. I brought up the exact oh, you same brought, game. Oh, you brought up the game. Okay. okay. So I thought it was funny. It's like Magical Night Ray Earth, which was just referenced in the last bit, too. Oh, man. So this is 20-8. So what we're doing is we're going to pick songs from episodes that we really liked. Uh-oh. No, we're going to pick new songs for old topics. There we go. From the past 200 episodes. It's kind of funny, too, because <laughs> I'm sure at some point it's going to happen. So, I mean, we're 200 yeah. episodes in. We're still dancing around. Should we repeat topics? Well, but so my first track is from rock music, which we did twice. There it is. But wait, was it? What was one of them with a guest? Because that's usually what break, allows us to break the rule. 
Um, no. Yeah, it was. Was it? It had to have been. <laughs> what? Hey, everybody, hang on for a minute. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> rock music. Uh, was Google I know rock. The first one was like episode 5 dash music. something. Look at that. See, 11 dash 9. Oh, rock music, rock music 2 Boogaloo. Yeah, just even Well, at least me. we titled it 2. We titled it 2. That was one of the rarities. That's right. This is back in 2018. I played a track from Cosmic Star Heroin, which is an amazing soundtrack. So I'm playing another track. This is Battle of Conflicts from Cosmic Star Heroin from Hyperduck Soundworks, who is Chris Gehan and Dan Byrne McCullough.
This is the Battle of Conflicts, which is the the conflict of battle. It's the Battle of Battles for now. Conflicts, I'm having conflicts with. <laughs> From Cosmic Star Heroine, uh, composed by Hyperduck Soundworks, which is Chris Gehan and Dan Byrne McCullough. And that whole soundtrack is like, it's really good. But the, the, the battle theme is like the really like the rocky, like the rock music mm-hmm. type parts. It's it's like half rock music, half like prog metal. And it's got saxophone at the end. And it, the, the keyboards remind me of old, um, uh, remind me of old demo scene music. And so I, I love it. I think it's great. I yeah. became a huge fan of that of that battle theme. I, I am unfortunately one of those times people were like, I started the game. But didn't play as long as I could have, not because of a dislike, but because I picked the hardest difficulty. And you know it's bad sometimes when a game has achievements slash trophies. And the trophy for the hardest difficulty isn't to beat the game on it, it's to win the first battle on it. <laughs> the achievements to win the first battle. Just win the first battle so on it, the hardest difficulty. Oh, on the hardest difficulty. I was like, oh, okay, is this like one of those like gimme like, uh, no. achievements? Oh. That first battle was really tough on the hardest difficulty like you have to do everything exactly right mm. and even then sometimes if you like whiff for example you might just hang it up like you won't win so after doing that i kept going <laughs> and there was like a point like there's like just different points where i'd have to suffer for like 10 minutes of retries just to get it right like there was a oh, battle geez. where you're like you're like fighting two helicopters where you're scaling a building mm-hmm. That one took me like 20 minutes so did, to win. So uh, you didn't finish this one? Oh, no. Yeah. Not to say I won't. I mean, I think I need to just go back and accept yeah. don't play on the hardest difficulty mm. and just try it. And I bet if I just put on normal, I'd kick its butt no problem. So this is another theme of our of our show, 200 episodes of Pernell playing on hard mode. Yeah. <laughs> this is the impossible bandit. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Um, I think we were we were at, I think we were in D.C. with like all the other podcasters, like with uh, Gene and with uh, Ed and Emily, and we were talking about hard mode, doing life on hard mode. Oh, and Chris Murray was there. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. I feel like I almost think was it? I think I want to say it was. I was almost sure it was Chris Murray who coined the whole like yeah, doing probably. normal life stuff on nightmare mode. <laughs> um, that's one of the things I've been really enjoying about doing the show is that like the listeners, the cool ones, <laughs> they write into us. Yes. So if you yeah. want to be cool, write in. Yeah. But no, we love, we love hearing from everybody. You're all so cool if you don't, but you'd be cooler <laughs> if you did. But it's so nice, and, and I feel like we've made like like real friends. I agree. Great, yeah. It's like, and it's weird, like, mm. it's, a, it's a weird thing in that, obviously, like, I haven't, like, shed blood with any of these guys or, like, right. gotten a street fight or anything crazy that would, you know, make the bonds, like, the super bonds that you could say that we have in life. But with that said, I genuinely feel like the general, the regular communications and stuff that we have with regular listeners, like, people that just communicate with us, yeah, I still feel like they form a bond in and of themselves. Like, it's a good bond. And it's definitely a bond that would not exist if we weren't able to even have this show yeah. and talk to people it's like doing we were, it. It's like, we're, it's like we were trying to make friends in the laziest way possible. Like, let's just record something, put it on the internet. Let's see, what <laughs> see what happens. And then people were like, this is nice. Yeah. Let's write in or message in and say hello back. Yeah. And then we have like the, you know, Rhythm Pistols game group, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. emails every once in a while. Yeah, the direct messages doing good. even. Yeah, we have the newsletter. We have the fan magazine that goes out every month. Oh, the fanzine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have the, um, the tour bus that goes through Wilmington, Delaware. You can see It where, only circles yeah, two blocks, though. Yeah, you can see where we grew up, and you can see where we where we first met in elementary school. Um, you can yeah. See, you can see where um, we went to prom. Meet our favorite history revisionist. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> okay, so we've got a lot more to get through. So what's your next track? 
All right, so our first track, rather. This was a honestly, it was hard not just to choose tracks for this, but also to choose the actual topics. Right, it yeah. was just so much to dig into, and I, I feel okay with these. So, but let's just go with it and see what I got. Mm. The first one is probably one of the easier ones. I think I'm going to go with, and it was episode fourteen seven memes. Oh yeah, that was a good one. It was. Yeah. It's just a wacky concept. That, that was. That was. Um. That was a write-in. That topic was was written to us by Alec Messenger. Alex Messenger. It really was. Alec, Alec, Alec Messenger. Alec Baldwin Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> we did the episode of August 27, 2018. Mm. For those that, just in case I didn't know, the whole idea was like we would choose tracks from games that had memes develop around them. Right. And for this particular track, it's funny. Well, I'll name the track first and I'll go on to the gibberish when we come back. But the track is from the game Killer Instinct on the SNES. This is um, Glacius' theme, the little Iceman. He wasn't really little. He's actually pretty big. He's pretty big. Pretty fitting for the fact that it's freaking freezing outside. And composed by Graeme Norgut. Get out of the freezer because you're listening to Glacius' <laughs> theme from the game Killer Instinct, composed by Graham or Graham or whichever Norgit. I'm terrible with that name, but I'm okay with that. I always forget like how good this this soundtrack sounds on the Super Nintendo. Like it's really high quality samples. It's a fantastic OST. It sounds good. Yeah, it's honestly one of the first instances I can recall where someone offered up access to an OST. In this case, Nintendo with the Killer Cuts album. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think Mortal Kombat did that too. No, but, but, but Mortal Kombat was all like for the movie. Um, I don't know why I got this. I always get Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct confused. It, honestly, I guess I can see why because they were all, they were released around the same time, more or less. Killer Instinct came later, but uh, Mortal Kombat on console. As I want to say, you know, Mortal Kombat memory's rough here because I didn't really get into these so much. But I want to say this came out around the time Mortal Kombat Two did. Mm. But um, I think Super so. Nintendo was the bastion for this game primarily. And though Mortal Kombat was released on both systems, I genuinely still mentally picture them both competing with each other. Yeah, I was thinking Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was when Mortal Kombat, but there were two different developers because they mm-hmm. wanted to get them out on Mortal Monday <laughs> at the same day. Um, but yeah, so why was this? Why was, is this another meme song, or is this because we picked from Killer Instinct on that day? Well, it's a meme, but I'll go on to the other thing I was thinking about in a second. But the meme for this, I'm not sure if the world at large ever used it, but my friend circle certainly did in that if you were having, say, like a forum conversation or something along those lines and someone was like, <laughs> yes. yeah, um, I also like pizza. What do you like on your pizza? I like pizza with mustard. Or I like pizza with sausage. I like sausage with pizza with pepperoni. And one person go, I like sausage with steak. And then the next person goes, Broccoli combo breaker. It don't meet on this thing, or they'll just say, like, "I don't like pizza." They go combo breaker. Combo breaker. And it's like that was a weird example of it, but a lot. It's usually mm. a group of people commiserating on one thing, and then the one person that just shows up to shatter yeah. the entire thing. That's awesome. With that combo breaker line, 
I can't believe I didn't think of that right away because I remember seeing um, it was a meme of uh, all of our American presidents, like right when Barack Obama was elected, mm-hmm. and then there are all these white guys, and then Barack Obama combo like, break, combo breaker, exactly. Like, yeah. And it's funny because when I was trying to pick something for this episode with this topic in mind, originally I was trying to come up with a more recent meme for video gaming, and I realized that there weren't. A, I can't recall a ton that have dropped in recent months yeah, to there, year. Yeah, there just there aren't any memes anymore. But the memes Whoa, have no, just stopped. Just forever. No, knowyourmeme.com is not a business. <laughs> Hund- hundreds of people have lost their jobs. But I will <laughs> say this, though. I did come across one meme that, honestly, it is like my favorite meme in quite some time, and I still reference it. But the problem is it wasn't for a game where I was going to pick a track from it. Oh, I see. So I figured I'll just reference the meme in and of itself. And that is one that's near and dear to my heart. That you didn't beat it the right way, meme, because it was hilarious when it propped up. The history behind it, to be real brief, is that back in April, there was a PC gamer guy who played through Sekiro, and he fought the, he pretty much beat the entire game, but he cheated and used like a code for like invincibility <laughs> or something to beat the last boss. Yeah. Oh my god, the response he gets on Twitter, was it Twitter or whoever? It was through Twitter, but the thing about it is like, the reason why I kind of chuckled at the response mostly is because his original like descriptive to why he did it was like so like... So whatever, who cares? Yeah, do what you want. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, I usually play games high one too, but you could have just said to everybody, you know, I just, I just wanted to do it so I could get the review out. I, it took two, it was, I couldn't beat the guy. Yeah. Like it's fun. It's a hard, it's a hard game. But then the response, but is... the response was perfect. He goes, some guy, a guy named Fetusberry, because yeah, that's a good <laughs> name. Of course, that's his name. He goes, you cheated not only the game but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut. And gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked and nothing was gained. <laughs> it's sad that you don't know the difference. Now, that was the whole quote. Now, the thing I find especially funny about that, because I'm a person who, as we all know, loves playing games on hard difficulties and games that are designed to be hard. I want to go into them face first. But with that said, I would have never even thought to sit there and come up with a statement like that to respond oh to anybody who that, told me the game was too hard or they just couldn't stomach and, it. And that it's sad that you don't know the difference you between doing the- it the right way and doing it the wrong way. I think I've said this in, like uh, plenty of times on the show. There's no there's no wrong way to have fun. And there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's either. Exactly, because Reese's are fun. Dang right they're fun. Right. So have fun. That's right. Play games to have fun. Mm-hmm. Or... Play games to talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> All right, sorry. Right. But oh wait, real quick, you oh, yeah, got to finish the statement. So sure, sure, sure. the guy, people on the internet, the reason why it became a meme is because after he said that, people thought it was either a great quote or mm-hmm. a hilarious one or both. So they started taking cheats from other games, snapshotting them, and slapping that quote on, like you know, cheating in Mario 4 to get to the top of the castle while getting all the stars, or just using the Konami code. Yeah. Um, just a variety. Any cheat you can think of has probably been tied to this meme, and it's fantastic. It's so good. So I, I love it. Like you see the uh, like the end of Mario 2, and it's <laughs> and it has the whole quote like written like above Mario's head. Well, I sleep it. Yeah. All right. So our next clip. Um, this one was picked by Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy and formerly of uh, Pixel Tunes Radio. 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 And he wanted this is so he wanted to pick a um this was for between you and me. It took me a little while to find it. Um this is from episode three nine, title screens. 
That's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I think we did title screens twice. No, there's no way. No, maybe. We did pause screens, continues, and something else. And this is the um, the Guardians Hero intro, and we talk about some 1990s sitcoms. And Ed thought it was so funny he had to pull over his car, and then he became a lifelong listener of the show. So oh. here we go. This is from episode three nine. This thing's it gives you chills. Be, wouldn't it be like? That'd be awesome if that were like the intro to like Family Matters where it shows you like, you know. Urkel, Urkel and Carl fighting the you know, there's Carl and his little intro and then there's Urkel and Urkel's like smiling and waving and then the second half of the song they're just like beating each other up. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're working together against the, uh, oh. the, the Urkel's evil arch nemesis from right. across town. Because they're Urkelbot. Yeah, Urkelbot goes rogue and they're fighting against Urkelbot and his minions. Right, because um, Urkelbot wants to live. Yes. Yes. So Carl has his pistol, yes. and he's shooting at all the clones. Because Carl needs to protect the city, and Urkel... And Urkel had took a potion that made him super nerd, super Urkel, yes. and he's fighting stuff. And he's no. racked with guilt for creating the robot that is going to destroy the city. Yes, and of course, for some reason, he still cares about Laura, so she's there somewhere. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> God, I hated Laura. Yes, and, I did um, hate Laura. And then, of course, Eddie... God, the entire Winslow family. Didn't like Eddie. Oh, who was Eddie's friend? Who was like Weasel he, was awesome. Okay, so Weasel, right? He is a villain at first. Oh, he converts. He's working with Urkelbot, but but you learn season two <laughs> that Urkelbot was um, blackmailing Weasel. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. He's holding his girl captive. That's right. But you but you only find out after Carl shoots him at the cliffhanger. I like this. Does he shit. survive? I haven't written up. I haven't written survive? season two yet. Oh, no. so. We're getting on this though. We're getting on that. <laughs> Family Matters action set piece. And here, what would they, the grandma would be a brawler? Oh man, she'd be tough. She'd be fighting with the cane, and she'd have crazy acrobatic oh, who skills. Was the, who was the aunt? The aunt. Aunt Rachel. Aunt Rachel would be like the one who's like um, handing out the assignments, right? Yes, right. She'd be she'd be running the show from a secret basement in Rachel's place. Um, it'll be freaking slick, man. And then, of course, little like Richie would be like kind of helping out around, <laughs> helping her out. You know, as she's doing her thing, like God, Urkel, you're gonna give me a, you're gonna give me a migraine here, Steve. I told you, I told you, oh. rescue the hostages, <laughs> not do thousands of damage, dollars in damage to the property. <laughs> Jesus, I can't afford Carl. to keep bailing you guys out. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, we told you to take down the Urkel bot, and you took down half a city block. Well, if you wanted me to be more careful, you shouldn't have given me such awesome firearms to play with. I mean, jeez. Oh, Carl, we can't stay mad at you. So who was who was the um uh, the one the one actress the character who was in there like really short like briefly? Oh, the, the the missing child. The missing child. Oh, that was Judy. Judy. So she she dies in like the second episode, pretty much, and then they all forget she existed by the third. So in this um, imaginary buddy cop, like maybe superhero type drama that we're creating out of Family Matters, we're we're actually writing her off and just not just dismissing her entirely from the show. <laughs> she actually gets written off. <laughs> we so actually write her off. Yeah. So we're actually going to actually have that the characters remember her then as a reason for revenge. Yo, maybe you killed Judy. Give her a purpose, yeah, but not, yeah, not like Meg from like Family Guy, where everyone just writes her off and makes fun of her. Like, oh no, you don't make fun of Judy. No, you don't. She had a tragic past, so we got to give her some credit here. All right, I like that. Yeah, we got to give her credit for our show. Okay, um, 
Back to 90s games. How about... But not so much back to 90s games because <laughs> there is a continuation because apparently it turns out Judy wasn't actually dead. They only believed she was dead. Weird freak accident down at the mines, you know, the, the chocolate mines or whatever, <laughs> where she was lost. But it turns out she only was believed to be dead, but then she was rescued and then led to believe that her family abandoned her to die. Mm. So as a result of which, she harbored a massive grudge towards the entire Winslow family. Ooh. And thus, she was trained in the art of vengeance foo. That's amazing. This, but you only learn about this in season two. Season two is all about Judy. That's right. Right. But in season one, you're like, where, where, what's happening? Like, where is all this coming from? Season two? You learn. It's Judy. She comes back hardcore with a vengeance, starts it, knocking heads. They don't know what's going on. There's like messages on like walls at crime scenes like, you know what you did. You know what you did. And they're like, who knows what who did? Who even wrote this? Why is it so illegible? But- why did a bunch of goofballs on a podcast write this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, Ed. And you finally got to the, the well. You got another chapter to your story. That's right, just a tad, just a little bit. Um, all right. So my next track. Um, this is from the very first episode that we had with Michael Bridgewater, Ooh. where we talked about Sega arcade games with Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound version. So I picked the staff role from Hard Dunk, as he picked a track from Hard Dunk. Which is a basketball game? About hard dunks. Dunking hard. Yeah. Um, for the arcade, uh, I think it's the System 32, or Sega System 32, composed by Hideyake Miyamoto. Hello there. Looks like you just won the game. Congratulations. Ninja out. Five points, six points. I don't know about the game of basketball. <laughs> I was about to say, there are four-point shots in basketball. <laughs> this is the uh, the staff role from game Hard Dunk for the Sega Arcade, composed by Hideyaki, Hideyaki Miyamoto. So, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> a lot of hard dunkage. A lot of hard dunks going on. I mean, I love, the soundtrack's really cool. It's got really high-quality like uh, breakbeats and, and cool sound effects, but not a lot of them. So there's actually seven different songs, but they're really, really short, and they all kind of sound the same. Now here's a question, though. I was trying to, off the top of my head, remember what the original track he was that he picked. Did the original track have vocals for some reason? It did. Like, it did have a few, but not the one you're thinking of, maybe, because there's this SNK basketball game that has, like, that I, we had too mellow on the show. That might be the one yeah, I'm thinking about. and it's just this guy going, like, the rhythm, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, man. I think that's probably what it was for yeah. sure. Mm. But yeah, I liked it a lot. So yeah, Michael Bridgewater um, reached out to us 
uh, before he started his podcast, The Forever Sound Version, just to tell us how much he appreciated the show. And I was like, yeah, do it. Do your own thing. It'd be great. I, I, would, I really wanted to hear another perspective from um, from another country, from like, from, from, you know, from uh, the UK perspective, because they, they grew up with different different computer systems than we did, essentially. And even back then, yeah. though, he let it be known that he was much more of a classics kind of guy, yes. as in, like, classic computers. Mm-hmm. So when he eventually did actually start the Forever Sound Version podcast, which floored both of us, that is like, oh, boy, he's doing it. We got to check it out. Yeah. And uh, we learned that this Joker had the most immaculate radio voice. Oh, so good. And as a guy who already is, I'm going to flat out admit it, I'm that guy who like watches BBC shows. He's like, I just like the accents. He brought it full, picked full steam ahead to the pop, the VGM mm-hmm. podcast scene, and I was obsessed with it. Yeah. It's never stopped forever sound version. So I love <laughs> I love hearing it. Well, I like to, um, I always like to, to, to big up the forever sound version because like his format's great. Like it's it's never too long, it's never too short, and he plays a lot of music back to back, and he has a lot of information about all the tracks. And he offers porridge after every episode. <laughs> porridge, <laughs> episode porridge. I love yeah. it. A podcast porridge. Mm. Um, and he's got different formats. There's uh, episodes where he does he has friends on, and they do like a, he does like a mix. Like the he, VGM battles? Yeah, they do VGM battles where him and all of his friends, they get together and they drink too much and they try to pick the best track. And I got to tell you. Which is reason, probably, uh, probably hell to edit. But but it's amazing because so I got to tell yeah. you, when I listened to those episodes, mm-hmm. I would get into it. Like if what episode, oh, yeah. an episode, an episode yeah. where one of his friends picked a track from like one of the S&T games I like. Mm-hmm. And when it was playing, I was like, you go, that is the track to pick. And when he started telling me, giving the reason why he picked, I was like, dang right, that's oh. correct. You listen to that man. So that's, that's the upbringing, because that was the track that had the raindrop in it. The bloop. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they argued with each other. They didn't know if- Wait, well, that was the, the um, ease. I think that was an ease oh, track. That was, ease. that was the same episode. And they, they said that, um, that the raindrop didn't add anything musically to the song. It was just a sound effect. And that was incorrect. And then the other side said, no, it's rhythmic. It does mm-hmm. add to the music. It needs to be there. So they were either no drop or pro drop. Yes. And I was. I'm still firmly on pro drop. As you should be, because yeah. pro drop is where it's at. And I've asked. There's actually versions of it on older consoles where the drop didn't exist, and you can clearly tell the difference. That drop made a huge, wonderful I, difference. I liked it. I liked it. And also, um, so Michael was on our show. I guess about three weeks ago. So if you want to go back a few episodes, um, it was really, really great. We talked a lot about Super Bomberman mm-hmm. and how we thought <laughs> croquet mallet. <laughs> his favorite power ups, the croquet mallet. And I so love. So we're that. definitely playing Super Mar- uh, Super Bomberman this weekend. And I gotta give Ashley. Yeah. We might have to recreate this just for the heck of it because mm-hmm. uh, last weekend I was at a friend's house and we were hanging out. Mm-hmm. And this friend, his wife as a thing for collecting vintage trading cards, which I love especially because that usually means she's sometimes like, hey, Perno, want this pack of Garbage Pail Kids from 1987 that I found? Like, yes. But uh, while we were hanging out, she decided it'd be fun to grab an old piece of gum from one of those packs of cards. And that one of us should eat it. I didn't want it. So I decided, no. (laughs) But as I tend to get lately, I like the idea of competition. It's like, okay, well, if there's gum on the line, we got to make this competitive. We got to pick a game, loser eats the gum. So I just kind of, on a whim, suggested Super Bomberman 2 on a Super Nintendo. And my friend didn't realize what he was getting into, said, yeah, let's do that one. 
Yep. And I schooled him. I saw schooled that, him hardcore. And I saw that video of him trying to eat that piece of gum. It was disgusting. It was a rock. Mm-hmm. And I happen to have an extra piece, <laughs> so it might factor. In. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get a bunch of cupcakes with our like I don't know our show name on it or something. Loser eats the cupcake, which means we're going to be just fighting to throw the match. Yeah, we'll just eat the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, our next track, Pernell. What's you got? All right. So it's funny that we mentioned uh, Ed. From VG Embassy on the last on your last pick, because my next pick is actually episode four one, mm. all the fours, which originally oh. aired on six twenty seven sixteen, That's and right. that episode is a hallmark for multiple reasons. One, it is probably one of, if not the first, truly ridiculous topic that we'd ever done on the show. That's like, true. Like we yeah. would do things like, you know, like, you know, just generic like general concepts and work with those, but mm-hmm. we never outright were just like, let's just choose this weird concept and figure it out. But all the fours was it. And the idea was solely it has to be something related to the number four. Mm-hmm. Period. Now, this was also a hallmark because just like how earlier you mentioned that Ed kind of reached out to us after that Family Matters clip was like, you guys, we got to communicate. We ended up actually having him and Mike Levy on the show at the time they were doing Pixel on Pixel Tunes Radio. That's right. And they were our guests on the show, and it was a fantastic time. And we came up with these ridiculous tracks. We kind of formed a bond at that point. We've been in touch with all those guys ever since. It's been great. It's it really like it really brings home that if you want to not be successful but if you want to do something that people will start to take notice of you need to make friends in the community you need to reach you need to reach out mm-hmm. and because if you don't you people are most likely not going to know about it so if you reach out like that's how you build a network mm-hmm. that, that's how you do it find other people who are into the same thing and then just start building from there yeah, it honestly just yeah. helps and even if you're not trying to build a network it's just nice to note that you know the world's not so small after all maybe that extension of yourself yeah. to say hey man I like games. Do you like games too? Right. Yeah. And now, like we've run into them multiple times at too many games in Philadelphia. We've seen them a few times up in uh, up in Connecticut, mm-hmm. Retro World. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, it's 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 a drive, but it's not the, it's not the longest drive for us by far. And, and it's so. a beautiful drive during the right time of year. That is true. That is true. We didn't go this year, but um, we will um, be seeing them oh, at yeah. Magfest this year it or next, be a, next year. It will be a jam. So, so what's the track? So. This was a good excuse to pull a track from this game, which I intended to get on the show sooner than this, but the track that I would have picked for that episode will come up on that episode later. This is this, all the fours. So this track will be from stage 4-1 from the game Blazing Chrome, and the composer, which I didn't realize until I looked it up, Oh yes, Dominic Nenmark, my recent favorite guy from the DYA games that he's been doing a lot of stuff for. So Really good. Enjoy this banger of a beat.
Welcome back. You're listening to the theme for Stage 4-1 from the game Blazing Chrome. Created by Dominic Nenmark, and this track was picked as a continuum of the All the Fours topic from episode 4-1. I love this. This is my favorite track of the episode. Hands down. This is the best. Well, we've got like half the show to go. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. This is so good. Well, I'm not going to. I'm glad to have I love the, first. the ding, 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 ding. it's like it's emotional and it's kind of 80s and I love that I love the crunchy sound I, th- I think it, I think they they did it like on a, on a, a Yamaha, like old YM like 2151 or something it's a I mean this track is a gem the entire OST is glorious and the game is a banger mm. especially riding it's worth even bringing it up now because we very recently had the release of that Contra Road Corps game because as we all know, Blazing Chrome, well, we might not all know this, but Blazing Chrome was made to be like, hey, do you like Contra? Well, here's something that's inspired by Contra. Oh, look at this. Look, yeah, get a load of this. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah, yeah. around like shortly after this game came out, we got word that a new Contra was on the way yeah. and it was going to be great. And it turned out to be a 3D Contra, which I personally don't have an opinion on. I haven't played it so much. Actually, I haven't played it at all. I've only seen footage. Mm-hmm. But the general consensus everywhere I've gone, whether it be like professional outlets to like wacky outlets like Jim Sterling, it's just been not well received at all. Oh, that's a shame. Um, and as a result, the game, I'm waiting for it to go on like hyper discount. I'll try it when it does that because I know what's going to happen, so I'll try it then. Never go on hyper duck discount? Hyper duck discount, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But yeah, it knowing looks, that that game it looks didn't... awesome. It looks it looks so good that I would be bad at it. What this or um, the other game, one? This oh, game. yeah, yeah this game. I'm gonna be terrible at it. Hey, you used to play Contra, didn't you? Yeah, I was not good at it. Oh, I there it is. Very there, bad at and it. And there is no thirty live code here, so woof. Yes, but are there? But there, are like, you can like save on each different no. stages, right? No, it's come on. I've never beat <laughs> it, so I can't tell you if there's like an extra fifth stage or sixth stage or whatever. But mm. I know you can pick between the first four levels. I'm going to wager this a fifth level. There has to be. There normally is an extra level once you beat the original mm-hmm. four, but I've never okay. beaten all four in one sitting. But if I, I'm sure if I sat down and actually focused, because you know I don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> if I sat down and focused, I could easily pull it off. But I have not done that. Oh, but I love this game. It's a lot of fun. The music is great. Music is very good. The weapons are cool, and I like that it has the that feel like how Contra Three did it, where you can pick up weapons, and once you grab them. There in your inventory, you can switch between them at will, and That's you don't good. lose it until you die. That's very like Gunstar Heroes, also. It's like you're not like picking one up and losing something forever. Um, mm-hmm. you, you kind of or you, well, Gunstar Heroes, like you pick up stuff and then you can kind of combine the different elements to do different things with it. Though this See, is um, this is just a gold another game I was really bad at. Was <laughs> Gunstar Heroes? Gunstar Heroes. Oh my gosh! I remember um, it was in high school. I got that at a uh, flea market. And I was like, I was like, oh, I never heard about this game. It's supposed to be really good. And I loved it. And then I found it again, and so I had a second copy because I figured it was rare. Mm-hmm. So no, it was treasure. It was treasure. I still must make this some same damn dumb, <laughs> same dumb joke. <laughs> and I didn't. Thank you. And um, and I've lost both forever, so that's okay. Aww. I was like, oh, I'm about to hang on to both. You know, maybe one day it'll be worth something. All right. So I'm gonna turn down this track because we got some more uh, more memories to get back into. 19 diggity yes. shit. So this one, this one came to us from, I think the rest are just stuff that I found. <laughs> All right. So this one, I think you'll like this one. Well, a lot of people, like you said earlier, I think a lot of people, they were like, I can't pinpoint a specific moment. Yeah. I like stuff. Well, one that came up a lot, which we'll, we'll play at the end of the episode. And um, 
we'll play at the end of this one because we, we actually did it recently and people really enjoyed it. But this one is from 7-9 where we talked about Super Sentai games. Ooh. And I thought it was very, uh, I thought this, I thought this was very funny. I mean, it wasn't, it, it's, you know, anyway, you'll just listen to it and you like it. <laughs> you like? I, I don't know yet. So we're talking about uh, the GoGo Power Rangers, which I, I thought it was later because, so the Power Rangers were a thing. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, so I thought it was later because the Power Rangers were a thing, right? No, I mean, what Power Rangers? I thought the topic was Super Hentai episode no, games. No, it's Super Sentai, pronounced Sentai. Well. Sent Super Sentai. All right, cut! Cut. I got. I got no. Do it for now. Hold on. Is that why we couldn't get a hold of you earlier? Okay, just a bit. You were doing research. Too much research. Study, study, study. But okay, okay. don't touch anything. <laughs> but okay, I think I can roll with this. So, what is the actual topic name? Okay, we're doing Super Sentai. Oh, okay. Much <laughs> better. Super Hentai games. That one was. I think we. I think we, we talked about that before you showed up. We're like I. I got an idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this one is uh, a short one from 5-4. Um, this is a Mega Man episode. Um, I think this is uh, our Battle Network episode. And for the record, oh, I was about to say, because I know for a fact, I do want to do that battle, the robot bosses battle again. Oh, we got to yeah. get judges and all that. Yeah, that'd be before. good. Uh, actually, that's a great idea, because there's so many Mega Man games. Mm-hmm. But this is from 5-4 uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Listening through the soundtrack, I would hear that 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 theme through all these other songs. Is it gonna is it gonna loop again? Here it is. I am Mega Man. Oh, I am Mega Man. Oh. He's like, I want you to know my name is Mega Man. I am Mega Man. Girl, I am Mega Man. <laughs> if you don't know my name yet, I feel sorry for all of you. It's so like it sounds really lyrical. Uh, so yeah, that was that. He <laughs> <laughs> wants you to know yeah. his name. We do a lot of singing on this show because it's yeah. fun. Like I swear, there was a period in my life where I was terrified to have people hear me sing. Like I'm not gonna go out here and tell people I should get a record deal. I am the masterful lyricist. But what I will say is that singing is fun, mm-hmm. and typically people aren't on the upper crust of singing talent. And I'm not saying that as a slight. I'm saying that is to mean that if you're afraid of your inability to sing, well, guess what? 90% of the people around you are just as bad at it as you are, but it still feels fun to do it. It just feels like a release, and that's why karaoke is really awesome. Yeah, because like even if you're like terrible at it, like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're good. Yeah. It just matters that you're doing it and everyone is sharing in that experience. Exactly. And it's that's, a fun yeah. time. We haven't done that in a long time. We should we should do that again. We have round one now, so it's technically easier than ever. I know, but it's too private. You know what I mean? Like we just talked like the way I think about it, it's like you're supposed to do it in front of strangers. Oh yeah. But yeah. that's fun too. But I mean, get a group of friends together, the yeah. joy is still there. That's as long as you're not like now I can see if you're getting the room by yourself and you're just like nah. next <laughs> yeah, I just want the nah. room. I just want the room by myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. But if you go with your friends, it's yeah. still good. All right. So my last track is from I think this is the second episode we had Chris Baines on the show. We had yeah. Chris Baines on our show four times. Really? He is a Rhythm and Pixels all-star. He is an awesome dude. Uh, he first came on the show um, with... It was with Matt. With, with Matt. Via Rare Candy. Yeah, with Matt from Rare Candy. And then he came on again as just Chris Baines music. Because at mm-hmm. that point, he was kind of establishing um, his own kind of production studio. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he is incredibly talented. Yes, he is. And 
we played a track from uh, this is he did a, we did the whole episode was on shmups and he played a track from Caldrius Caldrius oh Caladrius Blaze Caladrius Blaze I think I typed that wrong but also said it incorrectly <laughs> Caladrius Blaze and I forgot like that's right that has a really really cool soundtrack so I picked another track from that game this is the Valley of Salvation composed by Yoshimi Kudo for the game Caladrius Blaze I can't complain about hearing more Caladrius Blaze yeah it's good. This is Valley of Salvation from the game Caladrius Blaze, composed by Yoshimi Kudo. And I picked this from our second episode with Chris Baines, where we talked about shimups. 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 Mm. Now, I don't know if my headphones are not plugged in or my I'm just stuffed up in the head. Maybe a little bit of column A. A little, a little bit of both. Bit of column B. <laughs> but this was an excellent choice from an excellent game, I gotta say. Um, I'm a genuine fan of Caladrius Blaze and I think we played it together when we did that uh, Extra Life stream that we tried at one point. We did, yeah. Um, we played a bunch of uh, shoot 'em up games. We played like an, was it R-Type? I definitely wasn't R-Type. I don't have that. It was something. It was Darius. Darius. It yeah, was, we played it, Darius. We played Darius and yeah, we played this for all because I was like, oh, I want to play these, these shoot 'em ups that I haven't, like I've seen on like the PlayStation Store but never got a chance to play. Yeah, and I see, yeah. I see in, importing a physical copy of this from PlayAsia mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a fantastic shooter. I think the only thing that's goofy about it, but it actually just makes me laugh at how absurd it is the whole shame break system. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's that's kind of put me off on the game. I'm like, oh, but it's so stupid, that's so stupid. That's it's kind of like unfortunate that they kind of went down the um the I guess the fan service route, but like really specific fan service. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's too bad. But anyway, good memories of having Chris Baines on the show. He's so like engaging you know what i mean mm-hmm. he's very very into everything like he's we talk about games he's very he's very engaged we talk it. about sashimi he's very into sashimi yeah yeah and just he's really into the music like and he knows we talk about interstellar colliders <laughs> that guy is on point <laughs> we talk about um uh, uh water Oh, really water. He should be. Into the, into the, into we the, needed to live. Talk about ecological studies. He's really into that. Talk Geomes. About, talk about uh, the, the political political spectrum. That's right. He's, I like blue yeah. and lavender. Talk about the color spectrum. He's yeah. really into, Chris Baines is into a lot of things. He's a Renaissance man. That's right. Yeah. And I'm still. I'm one day. I'm going to get him to do the ease cover that I want. Do you think we'll see him at Magfest too? I hope so, I man. Hope so. I haven't seen him in a bit. 
miss that guy. He's a wacky gent. Always friendly. He's always a good. He's always whenever you see him, he always brings a positive air to the room when like I'm that. around him. Like he's never been that guy. I was like, man, what's he doing? It's always like, oh, Chris is here. Yeah, Come yeah. over here and talk. That really comes across like when we're just talking to him on the show. So if you, if you haven't if you haven't haven't done it yet and you're and you're kind of like looking back into our past episodes, check check out the episodes with Chris Baines and download those and then give those a listen. They're mm-hmm. really really good music. Really good discussion, and he's really friendly, really, really good guy, and an incredible musician. Yes, he is. Yeah, we, we always play a lot of his music at the end of the episodes, and some other episodes that he's not on, we play some of his music too. Yes. And it's so good. So yeah, definitely check that out. All right, Pernell, what's your final track? All right, so I'd be remiss, I mean, for all the crazy topics and stuff that we've picked, obviously the topic that's going to be one of the most near and dear to my heart is one of our basic ones, which is indie game. Because I'm a sucker for what well, I'm a sucker. I just I have grown to really appreciate indie games, especially over the last like ten years or so. They've really just exploded. And I play them more than any mass-produced game at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's before the review stuff. Yeah, it's it's nice to know. It's nice to see that that whole industry get bigger and bigger and bigger. Where I don't know if you can call it indie games anymore. Yeah, but it, it's just not. It's not. It's not Sony making the game. It's not like it's not a team of like hundreds. It's like a team of ten or a team of twenty or a team of three. It sort of blurs. And then a lot of times you'll have large scale publishers trying to pass a game as an indie game, and an indie game company's not trying to pass their game as a large scale game. So it's it's a weird dance. Or it's a lot of times I think it's the indie games just they just want to get distribution. You know, they need to get like published. Like they need to get somewhere so they you know get with a larger publisher and then so like it doesn't look like it's an indie title but like it is um devolver digital is a, is a great publisher when you see their name attached to something like everyone pays attention now because mm-hmm. they back games that are just off the wall inventive weird and they and, themselves and are always, and almost always great just like them yeah and just like them <laughs> just like them such a your um, company. There, uh, there's a documentary on YouTube about the the creators of Hotline Miami. Really? And how um, how they created the game, like where it all came from, and how Devolver had to like prove to them that like we're not like any other studio. Like we want to support you and let you do your own crazy thing because your crazy thing is what we want to publish. Mm-hmm. And so they actually flew them out. I think they're from Russia, so they actually flew them to the states and they had to show them around. Like, look, it's just us. <laughs> it's just like three of us. Like, we want to do this right. And they it's, did. It's a great, it's a short documentary. I think it was produced by Red Bull. Um, so check that out. So um, your track is? This track is from a game that, well, I'll get into it in a second. I probably even brought up in the show in the past. But the track is a fantastic one. It comes from a game called Y2K, a postmodern RPG. Yes. And it's called Vela Wild Groove, composed by Andrew Allenson and Jose Alfaro.
Welcome back. You just listened to the Velo Wild Groove from the game Y2K, or I like to call it Yik, uh, <laughs> postmodern RPG composed by Andrew Allenson and Jose Alfaro. So this track is, well, first I'll talk about the track, then I'll talk about other stuff. This track's amazing. Yeah, I love it's this so track good. so much. It's emotional. So the tra- the OST mm-hmm. ranges everywhere from bleh to holy cow, this is fantastic. This is definitely one of the tracks that I personally feel, and then you seem to agree, is on the right side of the spectrum. Very, very good. And that it's just good. But what makes it doubly good and why I like this so much in game is that it takes place... So the game has a lot of weird themes to it, and one element to it that was weird but also cool is that every once in a while you have to go inside of the quote-unquote mind dungeon of characters in your party. And in this case, you have to go inside the mind of the character of Bella Wild. And when you are there, you are pretty much running around in her brain, and you're. It starts out in a sort of like, like a bar slash nightclub room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a band that's supposed to be playing on stage, but all of the members of the band are missing, and you need to find them so that the show can go on. And fun fact: there is actually a cameo on this scene in regards to 2064 read-only memories. I said, no, 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 sorry. I said, yeah, I was right about that, too. There's a cameo from that game, and there's a cameo from that bar game called Valhalla. Yes. Because the bartender is working at the bar, and the little robot from 2064 is at the bar hanging out. Oh, cool. Um, But as you run around in this mind dungeon looking for the members of the band, it turns out that each member of the band is a version of her. And when you find them and bring them back to the stage, the song updates to include the sounds from that member of the band. Oh, that's great. So is this like... People slowly coming together. Yeah, to like the saxophone isn't there at first. Mm-hmm. Like the horn isn't there. It's usually just a do dick do do dick do and then when the horn comes like din and that's great. And then the do 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 and they get that person there. And it's just it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's it's great. I love it. Um the game itself has gotten a lot of mixed beats. So when it came out I was a game I had been anticipating for years. Like, I couldn't wait for this game. It's inspired by Earthbound. It's weird. Mm. It's got action, combat, everything. So I was itching for it to come out, and I lucked into a review code for the game, too, so it was even better. And as I played it, I was highly torn in certain ways. Like, it definitely had a sense of the Tetis effect. I love, I've, I've coined it. <laughs> yep, that, that main character that just whines, and you're like, oh, I don't like I like this guy. But he's supposed to be written that way, I guess. So I guess I kind of give I'll give him a little bit of slack for the game, for the perspective of the story. But as a person, God, this dude sucks. Sure, sure. Um, but it had that um, certain elements of the combat kind of would drag because, you know, it's like every time you do an action, you got to do action combo buttons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that can get old depending on how long the battles took. Um, but despite a lot of stuff that I didn't like about the game, I like the music. I like the world that it's set up. I like the enemy designs. I liked a lot. I just liked a lot of general stuff about it. So when it came time to talk it up, I'm like, "What is your take on the game?" And I was like, "Well, it's like, it's that. Is this, this is one of the stuff where like, I'm really glad I don't give scores. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to sit there and say this game is terrible. But what I will say is that I enjoyed these elements and I dislike these elements. If you feel as though you like these things and dislike these things too, you should give it a try. But I can't give it a solid push. Yeah, you there, know? it seems like like the things you liked and disliked, they were so far on different spectrums of things that it's like, if you could overlook this, then you're going to love this. And if this doesn't mean a whole lot to you, then this is going to feel a whole lot worse. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, like yeah, at that point, 
Yeah, there's, it's so subjective. Like, there's no reason to give a score. Exactly. Yeah. I hate scores in it's games. It's cool. I, I love a lot of this music. Looking at the uh, the soundtrack, it's got a lot of um, composers on it. Toby Fox is on it from yeah. um, from, from Under- Undertale. Undertale. He did one of the battle themes, and this that battle theme is swank. Uh, Hiroki Kakuta is on this. Yeah, I don't know what he did on it, though, but I'm genuinely curious to actually get it labeled yeah. as to which tracks were his. A Chippocrit? I didn't know that was one. that's cool. So yeah, and Coda, Ken Coda Snyder. So it's got it's got a pretty a pretty amazing um, list of composers on the soundtrack, and it's very long. So it's almost it's almost a hundred tracks. So there's a little something for everybody on there. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. There's genuinely a lot of good music on it too. Right, that so, is not blowing smoke. So before we get into our bonus round, we got just a couple more um, memories. All right, so the first one is every once in a while I do some extra production for the show, and when I was working from home, I did a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was this one. Um, so the honorable mention, the one I didn't cut from is because there's so much of it, was when we had the VGM jukebox on the show, and I did a remix of their theme song, and we did skits with them. That was fun. We did so much. And then I was remembering a conversation we had with them, but I couldn't find it, and it was because we were on their show. Oh, and so I didn't put that clip on our show, but it was when we talked about what what was the um, the origin of the phrase "balls to the wall," and we talked about it for way too long. What did you find that clip? <laughs> no, that was from their show. Ah, no, no. but this one is uh, this is a special opening I did for the glitch episode. Ooh. So if you remember, we wanted to do our episode episodes go to ten, uh-huh. so it's always like a world to episode ten. And then in World 12, we really wanted to do 12 by 12. Yes. So we, in between, we did 12 by glitch <laughs> instead of 11. So this is the only one that isn't like really numbered correctly on the, on the podcast. So this is the, uh, the opening I did for 12-glitch, uh, which I think is a lot of fun. Ready? Go. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels. Pernell, what did you do? I, hey, what? I, do I did what he now? Um, there's something wrong <laughs> with the show. Wrong show is, or if we jizz? <sighs> I like the fact well, that okay, I did on. that. Let me take, let me take the cardio out. I remember you and, just and, um, Let me just blow on it, okay? All right, here we go. Let me, let me, let me try that again. Ready? 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 God. Well, they always said that makes it worse. So <laughs> right, I don't know right. why you tried. <laughs> All right, let, let, me, let me try it from the mixtape <laughs> rusted the pin, bro. Oh gosh! Come on, <laughs> that was awesome. great. All right, let me let me try let me try this one more time. Okay, here we go. Wait, this is the wrong. This is the wrong. Oh, show. No, this is the right show. We put that. Right. I loved Power Glove. <laughs> put this in for no reason. It's so bad. Are we watching a movie? Should we be? Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves off her, pal. Wonder Years, what's going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> you made this. This is not the Wonder Years. <laughs> You I made that. Like the, I no, you know what it was the dang Wonder Years messing with me. You know, I'm just, I'm just call Fred. I just call my my good friend Freddie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Eduardo Savage. <laughs> yeah, I remember I put that together and, and you didn't know. I thought that was a live streamed episode too. Really? Yeah, that was one of our first live streamed episodes. That was gold. <laughs> what uh, the heck is? It was like I don't know. It's like you know what it is. You did it. <laughs> I was just playing. I, know, I was just having fun. <laughs> I was just joshing you, man. I was just joshing. All right, and then our, our last one is actually from a really recent episode. This is from our Halloween episode uh, this year, which is episode 20-7. Oh. That a lot of people, a lot, four people <laughs> said they really wanted to hear it. 
Um, this is right before the bonus round part of our last episode. Oh God! What a horror themed episode! You're I'm gonna pick the least horror based track I can find. Pernell is from Silent Hill. It's a scary game. <laughs> the dog all along. Flicking some levers. This is the the ending, the dog's ending from Silent Hill 2. So I'm gonna turn the barks down, and we're gonna get into the part of the show that we call the bonus round. Bup, bup, bup. Bonus round. <laughs> oh, crap. I did have one more. <laughs> Whoops. That's true. Anyway, it's not time for the bonus round. I'll go back. <laughs> bonus round. <laughs> the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on our theme. And wait a minute. Get that, get that dog out of here. Get him out. He's over. Go. He's over. He's over. That's uh, covers and remixes on our theme. And um, our theme this week, well, it's Halloween. So we're going to be playing some Halloween kind of oriented. Oh, wait a minute. Um, I'm going to kill this animal. I'm going to kill it. It works. Right, so on our bonus round, right we are going to pick some Halloween themed covers and arrangements. Pranel, what's your first track? Don't you do it. Feed <laughs> that damn dog off. Leave him off. <laughs> do it. This. <laughs> You're like waiting for me to do it. This track. This <laughs> from submitted by a listener to keep your fingers away from it, the dude. Uh, this is from the band The Megas, which we're oh. fans of here in the, in the studio. Fantastic. This is a great pick. And the track title is called Bloody Tears. I believe it's from their the Belmont's EP album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, they call it like the Belmont's mixtape uh-huh. when he was on the show. It's really cool. All right. <laughs> it sounds like a Christmas jingle too. That's the... Oh, I love that so much. That that made me laugh so much. That was that was a live stream episode too. And honestly, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of watching it now because it be, yeah, it would I, be I, something you do. Just have it queued up right the heck now. No, no, I don't have it anywhere. No, like I was returned from beyond the grave. <laughs> the dog. No, that's one thing I wish I could, I should have I should have started when we started doing the show was because um, when I I put the episodes on um, iTunes or Spotify, it's actually a lower bit rate, mm-hmm. and I wish I should I wish I had been saving a, a, a much cleaner version of every episode. So that I can, or all of my project files, so that I can. For a while, thought you did. Oh, you were keeping like MP3s of them. Yeah, I I mean, I keep all of those, but I don't keep the actual project files. So, music we play on the show, unless I've saved it for myself, gone forever. Exactly. (laughs) It's just like it's one and done. It's fine. It can live. It can live out there on its own. I do think it's kind of cool that this is like this officially counts as our clip show. Yeah, there's a rhythm and pixels clip show. Oh man, the 200th episode clip show. That's right. <laughs> Even though we still play new music. Um, anyway, <laughs> we are at the bonus round part of our show where we play covers and remixes. And uh, my final track, this is. Oh, good. I got it here. My final track, this is from when we had Jamal Ephraim. He's a great dude. Um, he came on to talk about Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts 3 had just came out. KJ, he just. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 had just come out this year i still need to play that darn game through too it's just the momentum shut down yeah it's the kind of game where it's like it's fun but if you lose the momentum you forget how like you forget why you're having fun Mm -hmm. um but i'd almost put a clip of him on the show but it would have been too long where we ask him about the plot 
And I've never met anybody who knows the plot of Kingdom Hearts so well. He was killing it. And explain it to us. And it went on for like 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this show is, this, this game is crazy, 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 crazy. So I picked a remix of, actually, it's, a, it's an arrangement cover of the Kingdom Hearts 3 theme song, which was originally by Skrillex and um, Hutata. Utada Hikaru. Utada Hikaru. Thank you. And this one is by DJ Cutman, T. Lopes from Sonic Mania. You might remember him. Yeah. And Adriana Figueroa.
That was Face My Fears from Kingdom Hearts 3, composed by Hitara Hikaru and Skrillex. This was arranged and composed. This was arranged and remixed by DJ Cutman, T Lopes, and Adriana Figueroa. And it was fantastic. Yeah, really, Viola. really good. Really, really chill. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, his music, and he he's nearby, but I've never met him. Who? <laughs> TJ Cutman. Not then he moved to Cali. No, he's still in Philly. I didn't know that. No, yeah. Um, I met him one time, and it was completely unexpected. And then he became big, and I was like, "Well, I'll never see you again." <laughs> like, oh yes, he had to, we crashed at the same apartment at a party. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we should, we should, I mean, we're kind of like circling, you know, in the same. Like we're in the we're in, both we're in the in, same pool. We're in the music, so I think that's one thing we should we should get 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 in touch with him. He'd probably be a cool conversation too, because yeah, I, I mean so. his image when he comes up on the internet, he always seems like a very pleasant and friendly guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like all of his um his live streams and stuff that he does about music production, I really like that. Um, he he for a long time he was really trying to champion uh, music uh, education. Mm-hmm. and music production education, like how to do things well, how to do things right, and I don't think it was. Um, good for him economically, so he stopped. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. But yeah, I, thought, I think that's. I think it's still really good that he wanted to do it anyway. It was the fact that he attempted it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, what's your um, bonus round? So, I was trying to come up with what a good bonus round track would be, and I was having honestly, I was being really challenged here because not just for a bonus, but because to pick a topic that would go well with a bonus, it was a tough pairing. But I came across one. At D-Day Zero Hour. It was a surprising pick. Yeah. So the topic that I chose from the episode was 18-8, The Dinner Party. Oh, that was fun. I chose it because I was really hungry. <laughs> and also, it was like you said, it was a lot of fun picking tracks for the episode. Yeah, that was a great that. topic, too. Music for The Dinner Party. It was aired mm-hmm. on June 17, 2019. Now, the remix, it's not really a remix so much as a... No, it's still kind of a remix. So... There is a track from Parappa the Rapper 2 where the the master rap master where happened with Parappa is goes he's like an old bearded guy. He works at a burger joint. <laughs> and uh, apparently a guy that goes by Smooth for Life decides to do a rap of this like, do a redo of this entire oh, rap. So he's doing it all. He does the whole thing. And it's really, really good. All right. So this is Toasty Buns, the <laughs> S4L vocal remix, done by Smooth for Life from the game Parappa the Rapper 2. Extra, extra, read all about it. Smooth for life, man, about to hit you with the knowledge. So if you really want to know how to cook a burger, then open up your ears and listen further. First step, you got to cut. You gotta cut. I'm talking about the lettuce, just slice it like you finna play tennis. Next step, you got to heat. Better heat. Turning up the grill and do it to the beat. Let me see you show your skill. Then toast. Just toast. Toast up the buns. Add a little butter just to sweeten up the fun. Now cook. That's right. Cook up the meat. Add in some spice. Now we bring it back. So cut. Cut it. Cut it real nice. I ain't talking about no slicing and dice. After that, you gotta heat, heat it up, and make it real hot. If you don't, I'ma put you on the spot. That's right, now toast. Okay. Do you want water, wheat, sour bread, or dough? Keep the heat on low. Then cook, uh, before you put it on the bun. But you know I like my patty well done. Uh-huh. Grab a plate. That's right. All it really takes is one taste. One taste. But you gotta keep it on pace. On pace. And never let the food go to waste. No way. Cut the lettuce. Cut the lettuce. Heat the grill. You better heat the grill. Toast. 
roast the buns. Do it right. Cook the patties. And make it well done. Serve the drinks. What's your favorite? Melt the cheese. Make it real nice. French the fries. That's right. Sweep the floor. Gotta keep it clean now. Cut the lettuce. Let it cut the lettuce. Heat the grill. And then heat the grill. Toast the buns. You better toast the bread. Cook the patties. Make it well done now. Serve the drinks. What's your favorite soda? Melt the cheese. Make it French the fries. That's right. Sweep the floor. Okay. When we cook the burgers, we gotta do it right. I ain't gotta lie, I can make you dance with one bite. Every day and night, get you feeling high like a kite. And all it really takes is one try, that's right. Cook them burgers, turn the patty over. Yeah. Get some fries with a side of soda. Uh. Gotta add the ketchup, don't forget the cheese. When you add the pepper, don't forget to sneeze. You can get the mustard, add a little cream. Yeah. If you want it hot, I'll cook it with the steam. Oh. Add some extra onions, you can add tomatoes. Yeah. But if you haven't tried, mix the ketchup with the mayo. Uh. Cook them burgers, turn the patty over. Right. Get some fries. With a side of soda. soda Gotta add the ketchup Don't forget the cheese yep. When you add the pepper Don't forget to sneeze yep. You can get the mustard Add a little cream That's right. If you want it hot I'll cook it with the steam okay. Add some extra onions You can add tomatoes uh. But if you haven't tried Mix the ketchup with the mayo Cut the lettuce Cut the lettuce Eat the grill the Toast the bun Toast the bun Cook the patty And make it well done now Serve the drink What's your favorite soda? Melt the cheese Melt that cheese French the fries French those fries talking about now go serve those burgers right now all right i'm off to a good start go serve those burgers dude that was good isn't it that was great and i gotta tell you like oh, it makes man. me think that even though i won't give it a say as a direct reasoning i won't deny i wouldn't be surprised there's like a subconscious inspiration to why like i'll like do like my goofy songs when it's like i'll be at the grocery just like go to get groceries gotta get the stuff off the shelf <laughs> you know what i mean put it in your cart going down the aisle one nine to five gotta you do, get home on time you do that a lot yeah like, i just do that i just rap about things i'm doing oh, I love and it. that's the opinion that's pretty much what parappa the rapper is he's just rapping about stuff he's doing the yeah. whole game like gotta go to the bathroom where's the toilet bowl oh no the door's locked i gotta go no that's the game yeah he's like selling stuff at a flea market like it's a whole song like, yeah and it's amazing like it. before that game i wouldn't have thought i don't think i would have thought like you know, i should just rap about what i'm doing right now <laughs> you know but and i like the fact that this guy just he cleaned up well he cleaned up the sound mm-hmm. He removed the Parappa parts, not because they're bad, but because they genuinely do kind of break the flow a bit from the actual rap master of the yeah. song. Mm-hmm. And he just, and every once in a while he kind of set through in like a bit of what Parappa sound would have been like, when they cook the patties, gotta cook the patties. That would have been like the Parappa part. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it works. I loved, I loved this. And the thing, I originally was looking for tracks for Burger Tongue. Oh. Because I've been, I was like thinking about Burger Time Party, which recently came out, and I was like, "Let me ever remix the Burger Time theme." And I found like one track out of the many that I actually liked, mm. but I was like, "This is too short." And I just kept looking because, like, wait, what the heck? <laughs> Someone did the Beard Burgers theme? Oh man! And it was that's I was really like, this good. Is really good. I need to make a quick run. So, uh, for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have links to their band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere where you can get the music and support the artists. Gotta make a run. Gotta make it fast. Rob will be back after these messages. Thanks for listening to episode 20-8 of Rhythm and Pixels, 200th episode. 
what, what did we call it earlier? The 200th episode clip, clip show. show. <laughs> we have our own clip show now. That's a that's a bucket list item to check off right there. Never would have thought. That's right. But I'm glad it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll forget it. Um, so yes, we're ending on the remix I did of the, the bar theme from Front Mission, composed by Yoko Shimomura. And this was the theme song used by the VGM Jukebox. Well, my remix of the theme song they used for the VGM Jukebox. That was such a good show. Mm. Yeah, I really Hosted by great show. people, too. Great people, yeah. Um, Emily is uh, Keyglyph is out there. She's doing um, a lot of stuff on Twitch. She does once a week. She does Apple IIe Classic Gaming. And then two other days, she does like No Man's Sky, and she plays some other stuff. That game. Yeah. Talk about redemption stories. Woof. Oh yes, that, <laughs> yeah. that game went from being like the laughing stock to an actually decent, fun, good game. Though, folks that would include Emily would likely say that the game was always good. In which case, for them, it would be a good game that was made infinitely times better. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, Keycliff was also on the last uh, Legacy Music Hour episode, which they Puzzle Games Three. Oh, they're like 250 episodes in, and they're finally done Puzzle Games Three. Which is awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure how their how that format usually goes, but it sounds they typically do a lot of like you know genre based episodes they, themselves. Or? Yeah, once they they stopped doing that after once they started going to doing episodes once a month. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like wacky stuff, and they just play whatever they want. But every once in a while, they they do um, themed episodes like that. Ah, so I'm yeah. glad they went back to puzzle games because that's that is a sweet spot for jams, honestly. Uh, but anyway, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Um, uh, the, the the day before this episode is released, we did a, a video game live stream, which is going to be on, on a Sunday. So um, you have missed that. But if you go to twitch.tv slash rhythm and pixels, the replay should be there if you want to like kind of look through and see what we're up to. And that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be yutzing and putzing. And then coming up soon is our anniversary episode. So we're going to be doing a live stream of recording of that episode where we're going to go back and pick our favorite tracks from the year. Yes. The past year only. Not the past four. <laughs> not, not new tracks on to old like today. Yeah, and then we'll be going into the, to our fifth year of Rhythm and Pixels. So but, amazing. But if you would like to get in contact with us, if you'd like to say hello, if you would like to recommend tracks or topics, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And yes, we read those emails. We do read all of those emails. We get a lot of spam, but we do get a lot of good emails too. And yes, I'm still using Hotmail. It so works. No judgments. <laughs> and if you'd like more information about our show, if you'd like track listings, from all of the episodes and access to everything else that we're doing, please go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com And um, you can see us on um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. You go to YouTube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels and you can check out all of our episodes there. And we also have a 24-7 radio live stream playing 8-bit and 16-bit classics. That is not stopping. It's a Jimmy Jam Hasn't jam. been updated in a while. Um, I'll, we got a remedy. I'll probably get around to, to changing that pretty soon, but that's been cleaned up a little. The, the, the video's been cleaned up a little bit. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels, and there you get access to a monthly live stream recording where we uh, do one episode and have you come on the show. Not, you, don't, you don't come on the show, but you, you come on the stream, and we end up talking to you while we record anyway. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And honestly, even if it's not just us, because it's not just us, everyone in the chat itself as he ends up conversing too, and it ends up just being like a nice little yeah. party. Yeah, like we'll we'll, we'll have like uh, topics, to, uh, discussion topics, and everyone sort of like kind of chimes in on it. 
Uh, we also like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode, and we have quite a few. So we want to thank that Nick Walker, that guy. He's been solid, solid. Uh, Mike Myers. We want to thank new Patreon, but um, new slash old friend, mm-hmm. Daniel Lawton. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Phantom Jest, thank you so much. Steve Miller, thank you. The Autistic Gamer 89, thank you. Cameron Worma, thank you. Christopher Shenstrom, thank you. Bobby Arson from 1UP Funk, thank you. Wicked Sephiroth, thank you. OK Impala, thank you. Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, thank you. I think we're going to do a podcast together. It was supposed to be anime theme songs. Yeah, I want to do that. When he brought that up, I was like, I want in. That's all you, because I don't know any anime. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of anime. Uh, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Brian Pitt. Chris Murray. (laughs) Of the Chris Murray podcast. And also a new subscriber, but an old friend and an old guest on the show, Bruce Irons from the Mad Gear Band. Um, we want to thank Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy, Alexander Proudfoot, Davy Cakes, the, <laughs> I like saying that name, uh, The Dude, The Last Recon, Bedroth, Jupiter Jazz, Solus Sanctuary, John Jekyll, Damian Beckles, Joe Vassalo, Chris Tienerson, Alex The Messenger, Messenger, patron saint of all video game music podcasts, and host of his own video game music podcast, Alex Messenger Presents. So check that out. VGM Journey, right? It's a VGM Journey, and it's 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 good. It's very, very good. So check that out on iTunes and on Spotify. He is working it out. And also, uh, finally, thank you to David slash Daniel slash Daryl slash Darren Smith. <laughs> That's a lot of D. It took me about four months to learn your name. All of them. And now that I've done this, I'm going to forget. <laughs> Every. Anyway, thank you all very, very much for your continued support of the show. Uh, I'm not sure if next week's going to be our anniversary show because we have Thanksgiving's coming up. We also have... Um, the uh, Wars of Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. We have um, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy. He'll be coming on the show soon. And we'll be doing other stuff with him too. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air. So, But it's coming soon. We'll make sure that that's, um, that is advertised well in advance and hopefully edible and edible yeah i'm, I'm gonna order a cake for mm, this thing cake. yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna i want to put our pictures on it <laughs> uh, but uh, my voice is going i don't know why so i'm, I'm hoping i'm not getting sick but thanks for yeah, listening don't get sick i know thanks for listening to the show rhythm and pixels for this long okay so i'm getting everyone at work sick i got i gotta tell you i gotta tell you when I was going through the, the the files of the episodes, trying to find some of these clips, mm-hmm. it started to weird me out how many hours of footage I have of just you and me talking. It's fun. <laughs> it's hours. Hours. That's what a podcast is. Over 300 hours. That's a podcast, That's baby. That's wild. I was like, wow, wow. I'm on a lot of these things. Like I said, you'd say, think of it like this, yeah, okay? You say that, but by that same token... Just like I said months and months and months ago, it blows my mind that people tune in to listen to this every week yeah. and they enjoy it. I'm appreciative and thankful, yeah. but I'm just as shocked today as I was on episode one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll state that for a bona fide fact. Well, thank you all so much for listening. It's so appreciated. We, we do appreciate it. We're going to keep going for another 205 and then it's over. <laughs> just, just, just to mooch off of an already existing property. 
Rotten Brunel, 500 episodes, more episodes. That's right. Yeah. With nuggets. I mean, we might stuff. change formats. We might become, we might have comedians on the show. We might have Legos. Yeah, it'd be the Lego cast. Yeah, we'll just build stuff oh. throughout the recording. We'll, we'll change things right now. We're spi- I still want to do an episode where we eat spicy stuff just to kind of, they stole my idea, man. I can't. It was my idea. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, the amount of mu- mucus and saliva sounds coming out of my mouth right now is nothing. Compared to what would happen, <laughs> I think that'd be better on video. Worth it. No, anyway, <laughs> worth it. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a safe week. And remember, bonus. <laughs> uh, we just did a clip show. Clip shows are a television staple. They're ridiculous. Usually meant to just kind of pad airtime without having to come up with new material. Thankfully, we didn't do that. But that doesn't mean that when you have your own mental clip show, which you should have on occasion, doesn't mean your footage has to be new, just has to be memorable and something worth reflecting on to help you realize that your life is actually pretty freaking sweet. You've had some great memories worth experiencing over and over again, despite the also possibly not so great stuff that was there. But screw that stuff. It's all about the cool options, the video games you beat, the sandwiches you ate, the times you rode a bike and then for didn't ride a bike. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff, and you should always remember and reflect on it. Don't let it get washed away by whatever potential negativity could just kind of envelop you. Remember the good stuff. Especially utilize it to help you get through the rough stuff. It's it's a fantastic tool that we were given. We should use it. I'll start rambling. Ride a bike. Thank you.